Calavici Fashion Cast. Woo! I'm Claire. <laughs> and not joining me are my two little. What can they be? Little parasols. My two little, my two little spinning parasols, Brad and Tammy. Uh, they're not joining me. They've gone to take part in a beauty pageant. I thoroughly encourage them. They both want to be Miss Deep South. Um, so, yeah, they've gone to. Uh, the Orlando beauty pageant in their finest swimwear to become Miss Deep South 2017. They shall be missed. So instead, I have two other beauties on the podcast. It's <laughs> Matt and Will. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hello, my beauties. Part of cast takeover. I know. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should be talking about a Timothy Oliphant film instead. <laughs> <laughs> As that's I what we did last time. Games that I was going to play with all with all of you, but I didn't know that uh, Brad and Tammy were not going to be here. But we can play one of the games, uh, okay. which is that we all pick our pageant names. Ooh. Um, so hmm. uh, I already picked mine. Okay. I, I will be Little Miss Pussy Willow. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be Miss Pussy Willow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be uh, my burlesque name I was actually given, which is Little Miss Zoe Trope. It's not kind of filthy or cute, but I don't care. It doesn't really sound very South American. Well, South. I um, I like to keep things unexpected. Can I be Little Miss Cherry Blossom or Vanilla Blossom? Because I have a vanilla Coke in front of me right now. Sure. Okay, cool. Well, go. Uh, I'll be uh, <laughs> Little Miss Magnolia Tree. Oh! <laughs> I was gonna say something really like offensive, and I was trying to think of something offensive and uh, stereotypically southern, but I couldn't come up with anything. Little Miss Mint Tree. Well, since Tammy and Brad aren't here, we should assign them their pet yes. names. What can they be? Uh, okay. Brad, you will be can Little Brad Miss be? John Deere Tractor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can Brad be Little Miss Hurda? <laughs> okay, you can be Little Miss Hurda Hatta. And uh, Tammy, you could be a Little Miss. Um, I do declare. Little Miss, I do declare. So, I'm the only one from the Deep South in this episode. I guess I'll have to. I'm from the Deep South of the UK. Okay. <laughs> So I should be like a London name, like Little Miss Up the Apples and Pears, because I'm from London. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Right, uh, that was fun. Do you know what else is fun? Fun facts. Guys, I'm on Our's Place, uh, Quantum Leap website. Uh, This episode was adopted by Roseanne Irks. This episode is Miss Deep South. I forgot to say that. Tammy, you're needed here. I'm a terrible host. Anyway, let's see if there's some fun facts. Fun facts is stuff like Sam, like Sam trivia, where he says he hasn't seen a black and white television like this since he was a little boy. He doesn't know nope. who Carmen since, Miranda since is. Since he was a little girl. Since he was a little girl. They got this wrong. Uh, miscellaneous trivia. It's the 35th annual Miss Deep South pageant. Sam is Miss Sugarbell. Sam has Leave It to Beaver on in his hotel room. This isn't really fun trivia. Uh, the imaging right. chamber door opens once. Okay. That's great. 
Uh, yeah, not really any any fun facts. Um, Bad. Bad stuff. Yeah. Personal review. This episode is very good. It is very humorous. It gives you an insight on how much stuff a woman goes through when they are getting ready for a beauty pageant. It shows how much work it takes to do things and makes an important statement about who you are. Mm. <laughs> um, must try harder. <laughs> Person who wrote I feel like they missed the, the real premise uh, of the show, which is mm-hmm. how vulnerable young girls are to sleazy photographers sleazy photographers whose name i could not get in this episode i i wrote down four different names because i could not work out what it was and i still don't know because i haven't got the cast list up um you guys will have to tell me because every time they said his name i got a different name i have no idea what his name was uh do you guys uh, do you have any clint or something well when he first said it i thought it was hunt so i wrote down hunt beauregard was that his surname beauregard beauchamp Beauchamp? Something. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the first time <laughs> I, I didn't know. know what they said. I think it was Clinton or something like that. I thought they said Clinton Hunt. Hunt, Hunt. Hunter Beauregard Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hunt Beaumont is the first thing I have got written down. And then I thought his name was... Hang on, I've written it down somewhere. All we saw and at one point it sounded like Frank. <laughs> Frank. And then at some, one point it sounded like Clint. And then later on, it sounded like something completely different. And I was like, I have no idea what this guy's name is. I just could, I couldn't hear it for some reason. It Every time it just went through my ears. So Clint Hunt Frank Grant. So that was the other one. Clint Hunt Frank Grant. Wow. So at one point, he sounded English to me. Oh, really? At one point when he was hanging out the window, he looked like uh, Gary Busey. That was, that was amusing. According to the IMDb, his name is Clint Beaumont. Oh, so his name is Clint. Okay. Beaumont. Fair enough. Uh, Matt, do you have any fun facts? You said you've been yeah, doing research. I, they better be fun. Yeah, well, I, I thought uh, a fun little game we could play. Again, Tammy <laughs> Rad, you guys are jerks for not being here. Yeah. Um, just, guys, I just want, to pick, want you to picture yourselves as little kids in 1958, and your parents don't watch, want you watching too much television because it'll rot your brain. They would rather you be outside in the street playing. I don't know what kids... With a hoop and a stick. Sticks and rocks. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But your parents say, okay, little Claire, little Will, I'll Aww. let you watch one television program this Saturday night, mm. and I'm going to give you some options of what was on TV, and you're going to tell <gasps> me the one program that you're going to watch. For the entire week? For for this Saturday. You get okay. one show a day. Okay. Uh, All right. Hope you like Westerns, detective shows, and variety shows. I, I, I don't like any of those things. Would you like to watch Mike Hammer? Mike Hammer, played by Darren McGavin, based on Mickey Spillane's famous novels, setting is New York City, the city that never sleeps. You could watch episode 21, The New Look. A psychoanalyst contacts Mike when one of his patients is blackmailed with a secret she revealed only in his office. Hammer finds the office has been bugged by a couple running a high-end dress shop. Mike and the doctor bait their trap with a false confession from a planted patient during a session and wait for the blackmailers to strike. <laughs> okay. Pretty exciting stuff. I do like his name. Mike Hammer. I like to think he's Captain Hammer as well at the weekends. Or would you watch the Lawrence Welk show? Appearing mm. are Alice Lon, the Lennon sisters, Aladdin, Dick Dale... Wait, wait, wait. Martin, Aladdin? Kurt the fictional Ramsey, character? Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Highlights. Songs, songs including By the Sea, Tomboy... I've told every little star and the old lamplighter. 
Well, I do like I've Told Every Little Star because it appears in Brad's favourite film, Mulholland Drive. So, oh, okay. Maybe so you want to watch that. I'm, I'm a bit torn. Also, I want to know why Aladdin is in this episode. Is <laughs> <laughs> he busy or something? Yeah. Why are oh, you being Sultan uh, Aladdin? <laughs> what the hell? How about Perry Mason, episode 36, The Case of the Prodigal Parent? Philip Larkin is killed, and his stepfather, Joseph Harrison, John Hoyt, is charged with murder. <laughs> Joe was recently divorced from Larkin's mother, Ethel Harrison, Bay Ray. With Joe in serious difficulty, Ethel asks Perry Mason to defend him, but disappears. Ooh. No, I'm not, not going to lie. The 50s? Yeah, not really feeling that one. Oh, okay. Perry Mason was that old, or yeah. that old of a show. Maybe you'll want to watch the Dick Clark Saturday Night Beach Nut Show. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Scheduled like guests include Janet Lee, movie actress. Yes. Oh. Tony Bennett, performing Young and Warm and Wonderful. Lee Andrews. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say Young and Warm and Wonderful or Young and Mormon and Wonderful? Because I, I had both. Mormon. <laughs> um, hey, whatever. Uh, Lee Andrews and the Hearts, Jody Reynolds, and Little Booker. Who's Little oh, Booker? Oh, That could be fun, seeing yeah. a young Janet Lee and Tony Bennett. Yeah, Janet Lee is awesome. How about Have Gun, Will Travel? Ooh, no. Deliver the Body is the name of the episode. Paladin applies the U.S. Constitution to criminal law in the West when he fights for habeas corpus, the right to counsel and defense, and jury trial by peers for a man accused of killing twice with an outmoded cap and ball pistol. Okay, well, Paladin is obviously a Marvel character, so I'm guessing this is actually a Marvel superhero show um, in disguise. So I'll probably go with that one. And also, if it was like the story of the life of Will Travel, actor from uh, Jessica Jones by Marvel, I'll probably watch that as well because he's a Facebook friend. He no, seems like a nice it's chap. The Adventures of a Gentlemanly Gunfighter for Hire. No, I, no, I don't accept that. I like my version better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last option is Gunsmoke. Episode 39, the season 3 finale, The Gentleman, suave and enigmatic gambler Marcus France falls in love with Long Branch hostess Bonnie Damon. France is curiously unwilling to marry Bonnie, though he is willing to risk death to protect her from the unwanted advances of vicious Tiller Evans. Mm. Mm, so to recap, these are your, these are your options. Captain Hammer. The Lawrence Walk Show. Perry Mason. The Dick Clark Saturday Night Beach Nut Show. Have Gun Will Travel. Gunsmoke. I... No, what are you going to watch? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, since, like, Gunsmoke was always on when I was a kid on the weekends, um, but I would probably pick um, the show with Janet Lee and Tony Bennett. Which one was that? Uh, that was the Dick Clark Saturday Night Beach Nut Show. <laughs> yeah, that's the winner. I'm kind of torn, but I, I'm liking the, the sound of Captain Hammer, so I think I'm going to go for that one. Um, I, I like the. I, I like the premise. Um, yeah, even though it's a detective show, I get really bored in variety shows, so I don't think I'd go for that. But there's so much variety. Yeah, but I don't like variety. It's the spice of life, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like everything the same. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like variety shows because as someone who's like, as a kid, was forced to watch the Royal Variety performance, like, every year, and it was really dumb. You know, I'm not a fan. Apart from, like, when uh, Morgan the Wise were We're all going to watch different things, because I'm going to be watching Have Gun, Will Travel, because I want to watch this guy bring law and order and justice to the West. Let's say, hey, we're going to have a jury trial, and we're going to find out 
this guy really killed this other guy with his outmoded cap and ball pistol and also what's a cap and ball pistol. Well, I can just I just say, if you were to give Will Travel a gun, he might not want it because he's an Australian and they don't love guns as much as they do in America. So I'm just God. saying. Had a time, was it last week? Wow. <sighs> oh, with co-workers talking about guns at work. Yeah. I had to get up and leave the room. Okay. <laughs> you, I hope you got Gross. up and left the room and was like, and I'm taking little quantum traveler with me <laughs> and covered his ears. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was a right. fun game, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, that was TV and on June 7th, Saturday, June 7th, 1958. I have the film that was out, I think, at the time. Let me have a look. Well, I had some fun facts on what's happening on June 7th, 1958, historical events. Uh, there was a battle between Turkish and Greek Cypriots uh, that broke out. Famous birthdays. Um, everyone's favourite Baroness, Francesca Thyssen, who was in Uegano Switz Baroness. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the words were that I just said. Uh, and also everyone's um, favourite actor, Christopher Marcantel, was a... Uh, uh, was born. That was his birthday. But person of interest, Prince, was born on this very day. He goes on to become a famous musician that Matt is not very familiar with because he doesn't listen to popular music. Uh, apparently, he's well. It says Prince, and then in brackets, Rogers Nelson. So I'm guessing that's his name. I have no idea. Uh, also, you'll be very sad to hear that Roger Hartigan, who was a cricketer, he died. <gasps> yeah, I'm sorry, but it sounds like he had a good long life because it says. Two tests for Austin in 1908. I'm guessing that's something to do with cricket. I don't know. I don't do sports. Um, mm. I, I have no idea. He knows all the sports facts. Brad knows all the sports facts. Yeah, exactly. The number one single at this point in history was All I Have to Do is Dream by the Everly Brothers. Ah, I like that song. Um, and I know you guys want to know what a certain serial killer Ringo Starr was up to at this point in history. Ooh, yes. Ready? Well... The Beatles didn't actually form until 1960. So at this point in history, uh, in uh, in 1957, he uh, co-founded his first band called the Eddie Clayton Skiffle Group, which earned ah. several prestigious local bookings before the fad succumbed to American rock and roll by early 1958. Um, I like that they succumbed to rock and roll. Like, <laughs> oh. like all of America just laid on its back and was like all right rock and roll have your way with me <laughs> look excuse me this would have been the uk at this wow. point not america thank you very much um yeah we just gave in as well uh but by 1960 when the beatles were formed uh ringo was a member of another liverpool group called rory storm and the hurricanes <laughs> so there we go uh and he was his mates thought about him leaving their band to be to join the beatles and become famous um... but they were like hmm so this is the guy that we were supposed to play this gig, and he just left. Well, he, he replaced right. Pete Best in... Uh, he joined the Beatles in 1962. So the Beatles were going for two years without him. Uh, uh, so, But what did he do in those two years? Nobody knows. I know. He was he murdering. murdered. <laughs> That's why he was <laughs> in Hamburg. The Skiffle exactly. group was probably glad to be rid of him because they knew about his... That's <laughs> it. Well, Matt says, what What did they think about him leaving their band to go and join the Beatles? They didn't think anything because they were dead. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I pass a very notable spot every day on the way to work. Mm -hmm. It was It's the location of 
the, the, it's the first place that the Zodiac Killer killed. Oh, wow. What the, the is it the picnic place? Out. <gasps> um, wow. So the road I take to work will want me multiple roads, but one of the... <laughs> anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, yeah, I passed by this spot where the Zodiac Killer got his first two victims, and there's a sign that says no trespassing, and this past week somebody had spray-painted the Zodiac symbol over the no trespassing Ooh. Do you reckon that Ringo Starr is the Zodiac Killer? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Emphatically. No. <laughs> no. Um, hmm. Do you reckon the Zodiac Killer's still out there? I don't think so. I'm sure he's dead at this point. Hmm. Mm, spooky. Uh, right between um, the first and second places where he killed people. Uh, why did you choose to live there, Matt? Because the rent was uh, <laughs> fair enough. Comparatively to the rest of the Bay Area, to, to the rest of San Francisco, it had nothing to do with the Zodiac Killer. I found out about that later, but that's cool because he's like my favorite serial killer. <laughs> fiendish, he's fiendish, fiendish, evil, and genius. Who's your favorite serial killer, uh, Will? Let's get into this. I don't have a favorite serial killer. Um, I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> and <laughs> a similar note, I think mine might be Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm kind of fascinated by him. Mm. He was a, a kooky character. Was <laughs> 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 anyway. there a movie about a guy who was it Jake Gyllenhaal? He was a reporter. Yeah, yeah. and the guy, and he... the real cop who inspired Bullet, um, Dave something, was played by Mark, Mark Ruffalo. He was a real San Francisco cop. Okay. Yeah. Talking about the movie Zodiac. Yeah, the movie Zodiac. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking, is that it? The one where he's a reporter, he's staging yeah. crime so he can be the first. Oh no, there. that's Nightcrawler. Oh, no, that's that's something else. Yeah, Nightcrawler, that's in LA. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I would love it if Jake Gyllenhaal was the the, the person investigating the Zodiac <laughs> crimes, and he's actually the Zodiac killer. <laughs> that would have been a twist. Anyway, should we get on with this episode? Talk about it, Miss Deep South. I didn't have a randomizer. Oh, someone has to, to do it. Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to pick you, Matt. There you go. Oh, hey, fuck off. No, no, no. I'm getting that randomizer out. I got one. This is the official randomizer cast. Because uh, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be fair and square. Mm, and I lot. hope it picks you, because no. you're the one who had to put that upon me. No. All right, here we go. No. Actually, I have to create a new one because the other one has like four people on it. So here we go. Mm. Custom roulette. You can get Roland to join in as well if you want. Quantum leap. Mm -hmm. Just a moment, please. You can edit all this out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm editing this week Often or not. One. <laughs> Another option. Will. Reese. I am disqualified from <laughs> 60 second summaries. Why? Just because. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I like you just made it as a I rule. Just, I just made that rule, yeah. Okay, mean... here we go. Oops. Tick, 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 tick. You're not, not going to hear the tick. Oh, wait. Only because my Bluetooth headset's on. Oh, it has a really long battery life, that headset. I turned it on last night when I was making dinner. Mm. And I forgot to turn it off. It'd be funny if it ended up being me and we just wait. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It says Claire. No. 
Okay. Are you gonna time me? Thank you, random monster. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> oh no. So I've got to summarize it in sixty seconds, or else I'll be a a what chump? A one to uh, chump? It, it. A Carmen Miranda chump? Oof. Ooh. Okay. Put on your head. For a week. <laughs> forever? No. I okay. said a week. You said forever. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Just tell me when. Just tell me when. Oh, I forget the stopwatch out. Dance monkey dance. Wait. There's just a lot to do here. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you just say the end when you're done or finished or whatever. All right. Yep. And three, two, one, go. Okay. So Sam has leapt into Darlene, who is uh, wants to be Miss Deep South. And um, uh, so, Sam, we get to see Scott Bakula in lots of dresses and hilarious outfits, and it's great. And he is there to rescue um, this other beauty contestant person from this creepo photographer whose name is questionable. And uh, Sam manages to do this and goes on to win the beauty pageant. Amazing. Al's a real creep in this episode. He's creeping all over all the contestants. I'm sure we will hear from Michael David later about this in particular. Uh, but Sam gets to win, and at the end, he's really choked up and has a little cry and thinks about his sister at the end. 49 seconds. Ah, no! So what kind of fruit would you like to wear on your head? Ah, I would like to wear juicy fruit. <laughs> 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 all right. On my head right. forever. Okay, so, Miss Deep South. So, we open up with Sam on the bus from last week, obviously. This woman knocking on the window. uh, And then we see Sam's first outfit with his little white shoes and socks and his mini skirt. Well, no, it's mini skirt. His mint skirt. I can't read my handwriting. With a pink poodle on it. (laughs) And a sugar bell sash. Will, you like like dogs. Did you like this dress? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Dogs on dresses. That's my rule. What if there's a picture of Reese? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if it's my dress, maybe. Aww. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this. Yeah. I feel like every single like scene, they have to make Sam's outfit even more crazy than everyone else's outfit. I know. And it's a man mom... and wearing women's clothing. It's I hilarious. Like... It's so funny. I like that he, skipping ahead, he's the only one in the swimsuits that has like a little skirt around the bottom of his swimsuit so we don't get to see his butt. You see his cheeks a little bit. Only a little. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's covering up the bacula bulge with the little skirt. We don't get to see it. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So when we get to the contest... Sam's trudging in with a suitcase looking like a right sad sack. And then he gets told he's walking like a man, so he gets taught to step and glide. Yeah. And he doesn't before, do it that well. Sorry, before that, his mom, or her mom, gave her um, her, her ear bobs, which is just a term I haven't heard in a long time, ear bobs. Oh, really. I've not heard that. And the sash as well for Miss Sugarbell. Sugarbell. Mm. And uh, she's got this little straw hat on the mum with all these like fruit on it. What is with this family all just wanting to wear hats <laughs> with fruit stuck to it? They come from a long line of uh, farmers and but farmers of plastic fruit. <laughs> it's 
very, very alarming. I don't like it. Um, and we see we see Darlene, who, in the mirror, who's got this, like, brown, long, curly hair. She's quite pretty. Mm, uh, yeah, and this, pretty. Yeah, and this is when we meet Peg as well, who runs the the beauty pageant and she's got this kind of white Marilyn Monroe dress and all the blush in the world and I don't know why like with her hair and the way she spoke she kind of reminded me of Glinda of Wizard of Oz <laughs> this is like a very gentle way of speaking uh, and then we meet Connie Miss Corn Muffin what's your thoughts on Connie guys? <laughs> well, initially when she said her name was Miss Corn Muffin I wondered if later we would see her Corn Muffin uh, <laughs> How dare you, Miss Pussy Willow? <laughs> Only if we'll see your Pussy Willow later, Miss Pussy Willow. <laughs> you get me drunk enough. <laughs> she's a. Uh, I like actually really like her dress in this scene, like this green dress, and she's got like just her hair tied up. Like her clothes are so much better than what Darlene wears in every aspect. Oh, uh, the director, the pageant director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a dress later on. Oh no, I meant Connie. Oh, Connie. Yeah, she's got this green dress on, but I do like Peg's uh, dress as well, this, like, white Marilyn Monroe dress. It's kind of nice. Uh, and over there meeting, we get the Dixieland theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah the music in this episode is so... It's too, it's, too much sometimes. It's, it's, yeah, it's so on the nose. Like, when the yeah. girl's playing the musical saw later and she's playing Oh, Susanna, and it's like, I get it, we're in the South, okay? <laughs> I get it. <sighs> Surprised I didn't have everyone sweating like crazy. <laughs> with their, a busy pageant. Oh, like the uh, that other episode with um, yeah. the world's craziest coat in it. I know this... they do that in a lot of movies set in the South. Everyone's just sweating like. Oh yeah, it's just so dripping hot. sweat. You know. Mm-hmm. They say I just Is this second time that we've seen Sam as a woman, or has there been a time that I missed? Uh, it's the. Th- third time because there was that time where he was the mother oh damn it I and then he was samantha stormer the secretary yes that's the first one i was that was yeah that was maybe, the first maybe one. it wasn't the first one but it was uh i was gonna hit all of the sam as a woman episodes but i, uh, I missed one damn it. we've got some more the one episode up. where he was dressed as a woman for like one scene wasn't it yeah the mia <laughs> the best episode yeah. ever yeah but I like in this one, like, whenever they have Sam as a woman, they always actually get Scott Bakula's hair and, like, style it to make you, I don't, I, I guess. That's like, what, how does that make sense? He's, I mean, why is Sam's hair styled up? Yeah. And, like, later on when he's dressed in, like, the sort of Scarlet O'Hara outfit, he's got the little ringlets of hair. But, like, <laughs> that would actually be in Darlene's hair. But for Sam, that is an extension he's put in his hair. So wouldn't the people be like, why have you got an extension in your hair when your hair is long anyway? It's very confusing. His hair really confuses me when he's a woman. If they had just made it so he was in someone else's body, the whole thing would have made so much more sense. I don't understand why they didn't do that. It really would. There would be so fewer plot holes. Yeah. Yeah, and it would make more sense that people could see sam i guess well i don't know the whole thing about like pure alpha state and can see sam through the aura of someone else is very weird it's never gonna make sense ever mythology (laughs) doesn't hang together no no it hangs together about as well as the x-files mythology does but doesn't annoy me nearly as much (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) annoy me as much 
so we get this person walk past. I don't know her name, but the one who's kind of who looks like evil Laura Palmer. And she's kind of glaring at Sam all the way through the episode. She looks like she's totally just walked out of like Clueless or something like, you know, the the 80s or the 90s, because she's got like this white kind of like power shoulders going on and a black beret. Did you guys notice her? Her outfit just looked very like 80s or 90s. She's the one who, um, like at the very end when Sam wins, thinks she's going to win, but becomes uh, comes second instead. But her outfit was really weird. I know who you mean now, but I don't. I can't recall her outfits. She's wearing like a yeah a black beret, and she like I swear I like um, that outfit turned up in Clueless, like the you know the evil redhead in Clueless wore that outfit. Uh, And I wrote my notes. This is where we meet. Hunt? Question mark Beaumont. <laughs> Hunt Grant Clint Frank. <laughs> His name's different every time. Beauregard. Beauregard Beauchamp. He has a southern slash English accent, which was exactly the same. For... <laughs> yeah, I sound really southern, don't I? Yeah. I do declare. Actor is David Allen Brooks. He's Where's from he from? Angeles. Is he? And he can't, why can't he do an American accent if he's from Los Angeles? He was raised elsewhere. By wolves in England. Uh, sure. He's he's a right creepo. <laughs> English. <laughs> so do English wolves have an English accent? Yes, of course they do. An English growl. Yeah. All, all wolves have they English accents. <laughs> uh, he's a real creep. Like already, we're like, why why would you go off with this guy? He radiates creepiness. He was in a movie called The Kindred. Well, oh, I've heard movie? of that. I've heard of it. A geneticist... It's from 1987. A geneticist takes his assistance to his old family home to locate the deadly product of his late mother's revolutionary research into rapid human evolution, his monstrous tentacled baby brother, before a mad scientist <laughs> gets to him first. Oh, no. Uh, I have not seen that film. I have heard of it, though. And uh, the poster art is a baby bottle, and inside there's some sort of, like, monster, and it says, Anthony didn't ask to be brought into this world. Three dot ellipses. Wait, there's, there's, wait, there's, like, a monster in the baby bottle, or the monster is holding the baby bottle? No, there's a monster inside the baby bottle. What? That doesn't make any sense. Let me have a look. Design it. (laughs) <laughs> like the star of this hmm well I might have to check that out it does sound like quite a delightful film it kind of reminds God me of uh, man. wait it, till you see what Amanda's done it reminds me of the, the one that's uh, what's it the one with the baby carriage on the poster and it says there's only one thing wrong with this baby and that's the title it's alive I love it <laughs> <laughs> John's gonna half something else kindred some things were better <laughs> left. Uh, be afraid. Oh, be very afraid. Mm. I can't see that poster. Mm. I'm going to have to look at it later. There really should be a, um, a podcast that just covers like really bad like horror movies on Netflix. I'm sure there is. There's a podcast for everything. Sometimes I'm just like finding the worst sounding movie possible and putting it on in the background. I have every horror film on Netflix on my list. So even like the really terrible looking ones because I kind of love them. Yeah. Uh... So Peg is talking to the contestant, and then Al appears in his first outfit, which is a turquoise shirt, silver jacket's back, yay! I like this bolo tie with like a triangular plastic thing where the knot is, I guess. I don't know. Best outfit of the episode. 
You reckon? Yeah, because there's only the other one that looks like... Oh, his best... Yeah, it's definitely his best outfit. His other outfit's just like a shrug. He's just like, eh, whatever. We find out that Al had a fling with Miss Tailgunner 1954 while he was in flight school, and he says she had a major set of gun turrets. Hmm, what was what? That loud screeching sound. Oh, that was an ambulance going past. Ah. I live by the hospital, don't you know? Well, that's convenient. Yeah. (laughs) If I ever need to go, like when I went into hospital and they complained about coming to pick me up because I live on the same road. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Miss Tailgunner, 1954, had a major set of gun turrets. I was like, oh, that's so gross. That's so gross, Al. Al is on full-on creep mode in this episode again. That's a compliment, right? <laughs> uh, I was like, you were more fun out when you were the devil last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Ziggy hasn't got much info, as usual, but they know that Darlene comes in third. Um, and because Sam cannot uh, obviously cloak his shit, Peg catches Sam talking to Al and asks him to stand up and say what becoming Miss Deep South means to her. And I wrote in my notes, my God, there are so many frilly skirts on display. <laughs> it's like a scene out of Moulin Rouge. So, guys, if we won Miss Deep South, what would, what would winning Miss Deep South mean for us? I would say I am disgusted at myself for winning Miss Deep South <laughs> because beauty pageants disgust me. Mm. And then I'd, me, I'd go yeah, carry on the more setting uh, feminism back a couple decades. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's so disgusting. Like even like the ones yes. nowadays. The only thing that's that's just as bad is toddlers and tiaras. Yeah. Well, child beauty pageants are worse. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh they're, they're even more creepy. Ugh. Um, what would it what would it mean to you, Will? It would mean. I mean, that... Miss Miss Magnolia Tree. <laughs> it would mean that nobody I know will ever speak to me again. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who was in a lot of beauty pageants, and she actually, you know, won some or came in to run her up in like the state pageant. With, I don't know she was doing it for like scholarship money, I guess. I guess if you're doing it for, I mean, scholarship money, and then you know, like Darlene then goes on to pay for college and stuff and and everything but it's and then becomes like a cardiologist but i just oh i just feel so disgusted being part of one yeah they're just they're so gross uh so this is when sam steals connie's words but she seems to not really mind that much because she's excited about leave it to beaver on the television yeah black and white tv must have been a rerun because that it was a saturday and leave it to beaver wasn't no new episodes that night. Oh. Believe me, I checked. <laughs> did your research. Did you guys have black and white TVs when... Of, uh, I would say perhaps it was a rerun of the one that aired on June 4th called Beaver's Bad Day. The whole Cleaver family learns a lesson in truthfulness after Eddie Haskell intimidates Beaver into lying about how good his suit pants were torn. Oh. How his good suit pants were torn. How did they get torn? I don't know. Mm. Probably mischief. <laughs> shenanigans did you guys have black and white TVs when you were kids um I remember a black um, and white TV when I was like but it was the one that was like in the back room you know that um was not really used that much but me and my sister had to go like when we were really uh young had to go and watch stuff in the 
in the back room if my mum and dad were watching something in the lounge they didn't want us to watch. I don't remember ever having black and white. Yeah, I think I may have had one. I know my grandmother had one. Maybe I think two I, in her house. I think I had it in my room as well when I was really young for a bit when there was nowhere. They got like a, a, a colour TV, obviously, to replace it. But I was just like, oh, can I have that one in my room? And I was really little and they were just like, yeah, fine. But obviously there was nothing to watch because it was a black and white TV. It was crap. And there was nothing on yeah. TV. I think I was similar circumstance that they gave, my parents gave me a black and white TV for my room or something. And I don't remember using it too often. We just I wanted to be cool, right, Matt? The, the TV in our family room had a dial on it. I know that much. And you can oh, see the yeah. through the dial. I remember um, that. And, uh, but I don't remember, yeah. Did you have to bang on the top of the TV like you were in a cartoon as well? No, because we had a very large an- antenna on the side of the house. Like, it it was like a tower antenna. And this <laughs> is just a normal neighborhood. So it's very, it was very, like, odd that we had this thing. But I used to be able to climb it to get onto the roof. And that's what? how I was able yeah. That was how you were able to, to what? Why would you sit on the roof? roof? Were you the boy who could fly, Matt? Uh, it's to put up <laughs> Christmas lights, to clean the gutters, to get the frisbee. That was to stuff. pretend you were an airplane. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just to run around. It was, it was fun. But then the antenna started to, like, get, like, like, sway. And it was like, I better not climb this thing. It's all rusted and... It's gonna fall over. Oh I'm no! I'm in this thing. <laughs> I am positive that it's been torn out now. I just imagine it was like the size of a tree. <laughs> like, and if it fell, you would literally be squashed underneath it. Well, it was taller than a house, oh, than a one-story God. house. That's insane. Although one-story house is tiny, you you guys have tiny houses. Really? Yeah, we don't. You don't see that many one-story houses in the UK because we haven't got the mm. space. <laughs> All the houses are like two floors usually at least oh, I see what you're saying. yeah they mm. go up yeah. instead of out yeah the the house that the cats i look after when i visit their house their house is four stories oh yeah yeah uh so this is when they're back in their room and connie's really overwhelmed by the television um and this is when we find out that she just wants to be on tv in the movies and go to hollywood gee whiz she doesn't want to be like her mama who has eight who has eight kids and is 36 and I was like oh that's my worst nightmare eight kids at 36 no no way (laughs) I know my mother was one of eight but I don't know how old my grandmother was when she had the eighth I mean like if it was by 36 you would just have to as soon as you had a baby just get pregnant again you'd just be pregnant forever oh that's awful I mean thanks for Perpetuating the human race and everything, but gross. But calm down. <laughs> calm it down a bit. <laughs> calm the fuck down. <laughs> so she started at like 20, that's like one every other year. Yeah. Uh, Shut Ooh. that vagina down. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe because there was eight, she was just trying to birth her own cluster well. Exactly. So Connie asks what Sam thinks of as I put in my notes, Grant? Question mark Beaumont. <laughs> I still didn't know his name. <laughs> I really didn't know his name. It sounded different every scene. It took me a while to re- figure out Connie's name. I, did, I didn't catch it, I guess, early in when she was first introduced. I just called her Corn Muffin. 
Oh, <laughs> Connie Muffin. <laughs> Everyone else's name I was fine with. It was just his name. Every time someone said it, it sounded like a different name. So I was like, like, am I going mad? Like at one point it sounded like exactly like Frank. And I was like, well, it, it can't be Frank and Grant and Clint and Hunt. <laughs> it has to be one of them. Um, so just as Sam is unzipping Connie's dress, um, Al appears and Sam's trying to block the view. Um, so they're going to the bathroom to talk and Al's being a real perv. He's on full on perv alert in this episode. Maybe I'm a perv too, because at first I thought that Connie <laughs> was kind of taking a liking to Sam. I'm like, okay, so going to be some kind of lesbianism, some you know, 1950s oh, lesbianism going on. Mm. Yeah, I thought, I thought that'd be... That would be cool. Except it wouldn't be lesbianism because it's Sam's body, I guess. I don't know. Well, it'd be lesbian on on, uh, Connie's side. Oh, yeah, on Connie's side, yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, So the next day, Sam is leading (laughs) the other pageant contestants. They're doing a dance and wearing frilly white dresses and gloves and have little white parasols and ringlets, and I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) It's so gross. And this is just when they in- introduce themselves, I think. Is this where Sam has the extinct long hair? Yes. <laughs> His ringlets. But it was a... Miss Confederacy. Oh, yeah. And Miss uh, Mason-Dixie line. Mason-Dixon. Yeah. And uh, Sam messes up his speech. So we only meet two people before him. Sam messes up his speech. And then Peg's just like, uh, we don't have time anyway. Carry on. So I was like, wait. So no one else gets to rehearse? <laughs> like, they don't get to rehearse at all? Just these two girls and Sam? Okay. It's kind of mean. Well, they uh, only have that ballroom at the hotel for the weekend. <laughs> also, do you not? You guys not think that the audience for this pageant at the end is a really weird audience? Like, that's oh, n- well, it's obviously stock footage. Oh, like, yeah. So it's so bad because they don't even look like they're in the same building no and, and i'm no, like that is not a pageant audience there's no it's way it's not a pageant audience they're too young they're too mixed in race and yeah makeup and they're so enthu- overly enthusiastic for <laughs> what the you know the event is it's so weird yeah it's so odd they look like they're more at like a a concert like a like a rock and roll concert or something. Then then this stupid beauty pageant. Well, um, I like the guy with the mustache. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone as well in the background who's kind of like um, uh, slightly cross-eyed, and I kind of liked him because he looks like he's just having the time of his life. And I was like, oh. I think there's a universe where people are watching the the um, Quantum Leap and Quantum Leap uh, as we know it is actually the stock footage, and what we think is the <gasps> stock footage is for them the real show. <gasps> Oh, my brain just just was blown. And they're like, they're having a podcast right now, and they're, and they're like, did you guys think it was weird that that beauty <laughs> looks so like out of place for this concert? <laughs> Do you think that was weird? What would they? What would their podcast be called? Oh, that's too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Mirror Podcast of ours. It was- it was barely a funny bit when they, I started it. I don't want to keep going with it. <laughs> they talk about everything apart from fashion. <laughs> they do not talk about fashion at all. Uh, speaking of fashion, Al appears with his second outfit of the episode. Uh, what do you guys think? I like his copper tie. That's about it. Uh, it looked like his shirt was like the carpet of a casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and he's got this like, like black waistcoat vest on over it, and the copper tie's cool. And he's got buttons on his collar again. But yeah, the the shirt is horrible. So many buttons, too many. There's like but, six buttons altogether. There are a lot of terrible fashions in this episode, but this one ranks up high for me because I just think it's so half-hearted. And then he's teasing us with that copper tie. Um, it's just, it's just terrible. I do not like it. Uh, I think his other outfit is much better. Uh, and then what happens? His favorite outfit. Mm. And then Connie tells Sam that she will catch up with him as she's off to see Grant? Question mark. <laughs> 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 uh, and then Al's got bad news for Sam and he tells him to sit down. And I do like this bit. There's a, there's some really good physical comedy with Scott Bakula in this episode where he like struggles to sit down. So Al's like, oh, Sam, I think you better stand up. I did like that. That was funny. Time to be tied up by Darlene. She yeah. says to Darlene, tie me up. Oh, yeah. And Sam's like, what? What? You want to be tied up? <laughs> All right. I'll get, I'll get the rope. Ooh. Oh, you mean your dress. Mm-hmm. And Sam's disappointed. <laughs> and then this is when we find out that there's going to be this. Oh, Al's always disappointed. Uh, we find out there's going to be this calendar with nude photos of Connie in it. And this is where I was like, is his name Clint? <laughs> So this is where I got his name right, yay! Because um, Connie never goes home, so Sam says, oh, I'll stick with Connie until the pageant starts, but uh, Al tells him that he needs to come third because Darlene used the money to study and become a cardiologist. Nice. So from this point, we can kind of... I mean, I've seen this episode before, obviously, but were you guys like, oh, Sam's going to win? No. No. Really? I thought it was so obvious. Nope, I thought Connie was going to win, and then they, then they were going to say, well, we but we found these photos of you, Connie. You're disqualified. We'll Aww. give it to the, the head bitch. Well, that would be sad. That would be a really sad ending. Um, well, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <was> a downer. <laughs> no, I didn't think Sam would win. I was I guess, more focused on, like, helping Connie, trying to, <laughs> trying to save Connie, I guess. And she's still, like... So maybe- they're about to announce the winner, but then they call it off because they found Connie and she's in the trunk of a car. Oh, no! <laughs> the photographer has, has killed her. But it turns out she's just tied up. She did mean about tying her up, like, earlier, and she's just um, doing some petty uh, Betty Page-type bondage photos. No, uh, Clint murdered her. Oh. No, Grant murdered her. Girl. See, that's the thing. They can't catch him because nobody knew what his name was. <laughs> he's, got so he four, gets away with it. he's got four personalities. <laughs> he's a regular split killer. <laughs> oh, Grant no. murdered her, Clint, uh, Hunt, and the other one didn't. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he kills somebody, he takes their name and personality. His name oh, is no. Connie now. <laughs> he's Connie. <laughs> he's Miss uh, Corn Muffin now. Oh, no. He's, do you think he's the Zodiac killer? <laughs> This is terrifying. Uh, and this is when Connie's all excited and she's telling Sam that um, uh, Clint wants to take her photos. And Connie, this is where Sam has really, really curly hair. <laughs> I was like, Sam, have you been putting rollers in your hair? What's going on? Because your his hair looks exactly the same as it did when he leapt in. And Sam's hair was like normal then and straight. So how does this affect what Darlene's hair looks like? Does Sam have to straighten his hair or curl it? for you to be able to see that in Darlene's hair, or does his hair just appear however he wants it to appear to people? I don't understand. Matt, explain the science. 
explain the science of quantum leaping? Yeah. Well, you're the expert. You've done more episodes of this than I have. I've, I've got Swiss cheese brain. I, I have all the questions about <laughs> how this works. Look, I don't get you it. managed to make sense out of Millennium. You must be able to make sense of quantum leap. I don't think that's fair, Claire. It's <laughs> 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 a way better show. <laughs> how dare you. Okay. So this is where Connie's wearing this white and flowery dress and she's got a ribbon with a ribbon trim on it, which I thought was really cute. And Peg finds Sam and says, uh, we need to do your pre-pageant interview. And this is where all the creepo old uh, white guys are. Uh, oh, they're gross. so gross. He's like asking for Sam's measurements. And I like that the old lady agrees with Sam and is like, yeah, why do you have to know? And then... So, like, Sam won't say the measurements, but then they want Sam to sign this, like, contract to prove that she's a virgin. I was like, oh, this is so gross. See, I like, I like, like, lots of 50s music and 50s um, stuff of the time. I could never live back then. No. It's so gross. It's awful. What if if, uh, Sam had said, uh, yes, I'm I'm a virgin technically. I mean, I've done lots of butt stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but God doesn't mind butt stuff if you're a Catholic. Right. Yes. Yeah. I believe that there's a loophole in the scripture that works there really well, and you can yeah. get them off without going to hell. The loophole is a hole that God can't see <laughs> in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I would have loved it if Sam said that. Um, and Sam signs the Declaration of Purity. Ugh, gross. Uh, I wonder what would happen if they tried to check Sam, if Sam was a virgin, because it's Sam's body. So, like... Oh, they're not going to check. No. Yeah, but, no, but what would happen if they did check? Like, would they what, discover that Sam... I don't know, but what would... What, like, if a doctor checked or something, would they discover that Sam has a penis? Would they be able to feel it? Even if they can't see it? God, I, this show is so <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> You have to think they're about lame. these things. Your clitoris, it feels like a penis. <laughs> so hard it's stiff. Yeah, a very <laughs> enlarged clitoris. How about him? What is this? Never mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> these are important questions that come up. What is this on. pouch down here? <laughs> oh dear. So, Clint, this pouch? Is that what you just said? <laughs> sorry, that took me a moment. Oh my god! <laughs> Is she a kangaroo? What's going on? <laughs> uh, Darlene, I've only been a gynecologist for about two years, but I've, I've never felt a, a, a woman's privates like this before and <laughs> had my hand just covered in cum. What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you are not here, Matt, uh, Brad and Tammy. Oh, right. This so, is what we talk about on Spartacast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting. We, we have to record that in like two hours. We're getting ready. <laughs> getting ready. Right. That's cool. So Clint is working with Connie, and he's taking her photos, and then he's asking her to loosen the dress buttons, and she's unsure, but he says sex appeal sells in Hollywood. Um, it's not wrong. So she starts to strip. Clint's photographing her. She looks so uncomfortable. Like, nobody's oh. going to find that really sexy. She looks so miserable and uncomfortable. She has, like, a little rat face. She does. In, in this, this scene, she really in does. In this scene. Yeah. The rest of the episode, she's fine. She's normal. She's pretty. It's the way but she's smiling. Way, yeah. Yes. The uncomfortableness makes her look like a little rat. Yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah, it's, yeah, she's, she looks very odd in this scene. 
Uh, and then in the next scene, Sam is preparing to rehearse his talent show <laughs> segment. What's he wearing, Will? I don't know what the hell he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're cosplaying at uh, <laughs> the next Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. I got the London Comic-Con. Um, that's my yeah. outfit. We're all we're all be characters from the Quantum Leap. This particular episode. Who are you going to be, Matt? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I'm going to be Sam in the uh, Scarlet O'Hara um, white dress, but because I'm Sam in that, I'm going to draw like a hairy chest on the top of my oh. chest, so I can be Sam. You see? Maybe I'll be Poodle Skirt Sam. Oh, we're all going to look fabulous. All going to be different incarnations of Sam this episode. <laughs> I think uh, we should all cosplay as different uh, owl outfits. That would be awesome. Or we could just cosplay characters from Spartacus <laughs> and get thrown out. Okay, so uh, so Sam is practicing. He's wearing his little bikini top. This girl before him is playing the saw and playing Oh Susanna, and. It's very strange. Um, and this is where we get Chekhov's Jerry Lee Lewis poster in the background. Which act did you prefer? The girl playing the saw or the girl dancing with a scarf and doing random gymnastics? Or Sam singing La Gusta? <laughs> I preferred the saw. It was very short. It was very short. It didn't last, for, didn't last very long. Yeah, Sam was a little cringe. Yeah. <laughs> And Sam says it's the most humiliating experience of his life. And I was thinking, oh, just wait, Sam, just wait. <laughs> the, the, the screenwriters love to humiliate Sam and make Scott Bakula wear humiliating outfits. Uh, and this is when Al is a creep again and he stays in the lift with uh, the girl who looks like Laura Palmer because she was flashing her leg and he's staying in the elevator with her and being a creep and looking down her top. Ugh, gross. Um, so this is when Sam finds Connie in the bathroom and she's crying in the shower. That's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. I feel so, I feel really bad for her. She can't get clean. She just feels dirty. And she says she should have listened to Sam. Um, so they decide they need to get the film. Um, Connie goes to run, but Sam stops her. This is where we get that shot of them, the reflection of them in the mirror, which is, is quite cool. We get quite a few reflections in this episode. Um, and then this is when Peg arrives at the room and Sam says that Connie needs some rest before the pageant and she's like okay but you need to go and do your bathing suit photos and Sam's face is amazing <laughs> oh, <bathing suit. laughs> oh boy <laughs> so good uh, and again this is so gross them having to pose in their bathing suits with their high heels on it's just ugh, it's horrible mm-hmm. I don't like it um, but Sam's is the only one with the little skirt, as we said before, so we can't see much um, of Scott back unfortunately. <laughs> um, then Clint wants to take photos of Sam only, and this is when he confronts him and he grabs the camera bag. And I really thought at this point that, like, Sam and Clint, like, went tumbling into the swimming pool, like, and fell backwards, and that happened, but it didn't. But I, I, I'm sure I remember that happening in an episode. Um, but he said he asked Peg to uh, look at the photos and the film and see if um, Connie is on them. 
but then this is when we find out she'll be disqualified if if that's the case. And then this is when Connie is going to leave the hotel, and I swear she says Frank Beaumont, and I was like, who the hell is Frank Beaumont? Why is there four <laughs> of them? Why has he got four different names? What's happening? So at this point, did you guys think that Peg had obviously posed for him as well? Yeah. Because there's no other reason that she wouldn't fire him. Well, the reason is that she doesn't value her pageant contestants. Mm, true. Maybe she's yeah, having yeah. a relationship with him or something. Ooh, gross. Or she's just like, that's what you gotta do to get ahead. <laughs> that's good. Because that's what I did. But maybe yeah. not necessarily with this guy, but that's sort of like that's the that's the job. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting that like only a couple of weeks ago we had the one where Sam was the fashion photographer, and uh, you know, and probably was a real sleaze before Sam jumped into him, and now we've got this one. Most photographers are sleazy very fashion photographer. No. We, we apologise to all fashion photographers out there. The no, views of Matt do not reflect the views of Calavici fashion cast. All those fashion no, photographers are listening. Stop taking photos of people. <laughs> Matt, I know where you live now. I'm going to be standing outside your window with a camera. <laughs> Don't you dare you'll take my soul. <laughs> What's a soul? Uh, so <laughs> this thing is... <laughs> that uh, Angel has that makes him different from other vampires. <laughs> oh, even though he acts exactly the same as all the other vampires that don't have a soul. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Clint goes to apologise to Connie, um, and then but then he says that Peg gave him the pics back, um, and then she says, "I'll do anything to get the photos back." And it's like, "No, Connie, no! <laughs> like you're Top just going to make now. it worse. <laughs> no." <laughs> And uh, then they go off to his room together. Room 318, I wrote down. Uh, and then this is, every time that Sam is a woman, we have to have him, like, punch people and stuff, because it's hilarious that a woman might punch a man. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, so he runs in and, like, kicks Clint in the balls and knees him in wherever and dangles him out the window. Then then sits in his lap and is like, now feel me up, see? <laughs> I have a cock. Like you did in that other episode. I walk like a man. If you notice, I throw like a man. <laughs> and oh, I know how it feels to get kicked episode. in the groin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> uh, so Connie grabs the film and they destroy it. And then Clint says, there's always next year. And then the music gets insanely loud. So I couldn't really hear what was going on, but I think oh, Peg fires him. Oh my god, him. yeah, what is with the music in this scene where it's like up to 11? It's like fiddle music and it just went crazy loud for like like 30 seconds. And I so I think Peg fired him. I'm guessing that's what happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like out of control, the music. Uh, and then Sam is back in his common Miranda costume for the talent contest. <laughs> I thought we had seen the end of it. No, no you've, got to, you've got to make the most of Scott Bakula wearing that outfit. And I like that, um, I don't think it's in the credits yet, but definitely in the later seasons, there's a little clip of him in that costume in the opening credits. Oh, like Dancing with Al, and it's delightful. It's delightful. That is an outfit. It's, it's amazing. Um, and this is when they decide to do another act, and Chekhov's poster comes back. So Sam plays Great Balls of Fire at the piano, and then the old lady, who's my hero, tells the grumpy old white man to button up it's rock and roll and then the crowd who are not a beauty pageant crowd at all love it <laughs> and then one of my notes is weird mustache guy <laughs> uh, 
And I think this is just to show off uh, like Scott Bakula singing and playing the piano, which we know he can. And we know, obviously, Sam could play the piano because of Carnegie Hall, even though he couldn't remember how to play the piano in that episode where he played the piano. I don't know. The dumbest genius. He really is the dumbest genius. I like Al dancing, where he's kind of like waggling his fingers in the air. I was like, oh, so cute. And Sam really gets into it so much that he kicks the piano stool away at one point. Uh, it's just a weird costume for that. For that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like, why didn't he sing something else? I mean, they, they're obviously inspired by Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, uh, I don't know. So this is when the winners are crowned. Uh, Evil Laura Palmer gets second place. Her name's Vicky Jenkins. Um, but first place is Sam. So uh, Connie doesn't win anything. <laughs> Sadly, she goes home, but leads a good life. So she doesn't get anything that she wanted. What a sad sack. But Sam gets a tiara and a fancy cape and some flowers. And a song sung at her by this creepy dude. <laughs> I think that would be the worst part, just this guy singing at you. would be like, go away. Like, we're, we're here to crown you and surround you and to say that in your hearts you'll always stay Miss Deep South. Ooh, so gross. Um, and Sam is so proud that he's Miss Deep South. Oh, he loves it. He loves it so much. And then he says he wishes his sister was there to see it. And I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Fucking weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird. I don't he know has a little tear down his about, cheek. Like, who are you talking about? No, because he says Ka- he wishes Katie was there to see it. And I was like, why to specifically you your a... sister? <laughs> I wish my sister was here to see me as a woman wear a, win a beauty pageant in the South. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it would make more sense if he was like, oh, I wish my mum was here or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, she could be like, like the mum at the start, you know, but he's talking about his mum being proud. But it's just weird that he says, like, Katie. Was his sister a beauty pageant wannabe? I don't think so. I don't think so, because she got married, like, super young, didn't she, to uh, okay. um, the wife-beater guy. Uh, and then Sorry, Sam... <laughs> <laughs> that was when he sang Imagine to her, and she cried. Oh, I remember that, yeah. There you go. Um, and this is when Sam leaps out, and when he leaps in, he's lying on a gross mattress in a junkyard, and I was like, well, Brad's already going to have thrown up in his mouth. And then he kisses a woman, and these people come running at him, and... I'm hoping they're the bad guys because Sam just punches one of them and then that's the end of the episode. Yeah, they look very angry. I remember little bits of the next episode. I don't remember the whole lot. It, I I believe it's to do with race relations. I was, well, yeah, I was going to say probably an interracial couple thing. Mm-hmm. I think, it's, yeah. I think they're an interracial couple from what I remember. Yeah. And that was Miss Deep South, guys. Guys, it sure was. Sure, <laughs> gee whiz, it sure was. So, best dress, worst dress. Will, go. Miss Magnolia Tree. Best dress. Best dress? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam. Not Sam, Al, sorry. <laughs> I was like, which one of Sam's? <laughs> worst dress would be Sam. Which one? What, the Mo- Mo- uh, Carmen Miranda? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, 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 I don't like that one more than I don't like his Scarlet O'Hara outfit. Because I really didn't like that outfit. Whereas the Carmen Miranda one was kind of fun. It's kind of a costume. Really. What do you think, Matt? Uh, for me, best dressed is the beauty pageant director. Um, she has this sort of uh, baby blue ensemble oh, on. Oh, yeah. I quite she's like that directing as well. them. It looked 
pretty, like something she could wear today. I like Connie's dress I, as well. There was one of them that I liked. It was very simple. Worst dress for me is actually Al's casino carpet shirt with six buttons on the collar. But the copper sparkly, tie, man! The copper tie! Sparkly copper tie, skinny tie, vest with black vest with white dots. It's too Ooh. much, too many fabric choices happening. There. Right, well, I'm going to... Really ugly with, with that collar. I'm going to make an executive decision. Okay. Well, I'm going to say best want. dressed and worst dressed is both Al, so you guys both win. There you go. Okay. Because I do like <laughs> that silver jacket, and I really didn't like that casino carpet shirt. And it's been a long time since Al has both won and lost in the same episode <laughs> for <laughs> nice. the fashions. But who won and who lost the episode, guys? Tough. I think Darlene won. She got way more money than she won originally. So what I want to know is, the person who won originally, who now hasn't won, do they, they just don't matter? They don't go on to do anything of importance in life? So it doesn't matter that they yeah. didn't win their prize money? I feel kind of bad. I think they lost. Who's they? The person who would have come first, but now doesn't. That's probably Vicky. Well, she's, so, she becomes evil Laura Palmer. I, I think Connie lost. I mean, she was sexually assaulted. And she wanted to get away from her home in the country. And then she, and then she ends up going back. Mm. And she was victim-blamed by the other woman, saying, oh, if we catch her on this photo, she's out. And she has a weird little rat face when she poses and for photos. And she has a rat face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think she loses. Uh, right. Uh, that's who won, who lost. Uh, what do we do now? Oh, we do feedback. I have a voicemail. Are any of you guys able to play it? Because I cannot play them through my laptop. Hello, Calvichy Fashion Cast, or should I say Calvichy Fashion Cast. <laughs> this is not the South Feedback. Ooh. Oh my god, fuck this episode. I could not stand this episode. I hated this episode every second of the episode. <laughs> it was torturously boring. Al is a complete piece of shit, and if he was not a hologram, would be a multiple-time rapist on the show. (laughs) Sam is a dummy. He keeps talking in front of people still. He's he's so stupid, he thinks that the girl won't get in trouble for the pictures, that they'll blame the guy. Just the dopiest two right there, Al and Sam. Well, no, Al's a degenerate scumbag criminal, criminal, and Sam is just dumb as Toby. Until Sam then hangs the guy out the window by his nuts, which was disturbing. Um, yeah, the guy was a scumbag, but I don't know if he deserved to be hung out the window by his nuts. That was a little, yes. little much, but worst episode of Quantum Leap in history so far. Um, wow. Just, just terrible. First of all, all the goddamn accents of this stupid pageant oh, just torturous i'm angry angry for claire here i'm, I'm just i don't want to comfortable this week so i'll give her an angry voicemail <clears throat> all right goodbye i, I want to forget i'm gonna scrub this terrible awful episode from my brain goodbye thank you michael i i i'm glad that you did that because i i needed a man to speak for me about how i feel about this episode <laughs> Love you, well, Michael, Michael. Uh, since you sent in feedback, I think we should give you uh, your pageant name. Oh, yeah. You're going to be Little Miss Strawberry Rhubarb Pie. Oh, no. Can he be like <laughs> a Disney reference? Because he loves Disney. Can he be Why like... are you vetoing all my pageant names? Because uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Can he be like Little Miss Liberty Square? 
<lacht> Nicht um ins Hundert Menschen. <lacht> <lacht> you can be oh. a little Miss Pumpkin Pie. Oh, I like that. That's so cute. <lacht> uh, yeah, that was this week's episode. Um, I don't know what we... What do we do now? <lacht> oh, where do you guys... Where can we find you? I know we can find you on Spartacast. Spartacast. Oh my God, I'm so posh. Spartacast. Spartacast. <lacht> wow, even I thought I said it.
Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via mail at cowfashioncast.com and send us all your feedback. You can find us on Twitter at cowfashioncast and you can find us on Facebook under Calavici Fashioncast. You can find me on the Ramjack Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at B-R-A-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S. You can find me on the Defenders Podcast and Twitter and Etsy at MayaFire. You can also find me on the Defenders Podcast and find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip and Instagram at Tammy Yipster. Miss America. There she is, ladies and gentlemen, Miss America. Miss-